is Money Live on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by My Bookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back. You're listening to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 if you want to text the show or if you want to give us a call. So we got to a little bit of NFL free agency there in that last segment with Holly. And uh, we're going to get back to some Cougars basketball here, guys, because, you know, really big game tonight. NCAA tournament is alive and kicking. Jerry's got some plays. He's going to put some dollars in your pocket. I see we've got a call here, Jerry. Do, do we want to go ahead and take this? Let's go ahead and get it. Blister Jesse's been waiting on hold for us for a while. What's going on? What's going on, my man? How you doing? What's going on, Jesse? Thanks for holding for that. What can we do for you? I see you got the Cougars as your uh, as your s- s- subject. What can we do? It's funny, man. I'm sitting on the 23 and one heater, and I'm just looking for a take on U of H today. It's like the like I like I'm looking at 11, and the dealer's holding six, man. I'm ready to double down. <laughs> I don't know if I like nice. the half or if I like the entire game. <laughs> well, my play of the day. And whenever I listed last time Houston was playing, I had them as my biggest play of the tournament thus far up to that moment. Well, we rewriting the books. We're rewriting the biggest play of the tournament thus far to this one. And I'm writing Houston again. Houston, offense 24th, defense 13, tempo 246. Ohio State, offense 76, defense 22nd. So they're up there. They're not as good as Houston, but they got a good defense. The tempo's 277. They're also a slow defense so i try to look at conference wins and and teams that can compare to them but in in ohio state's conference they play a lot of slow basketball so the two teams that you got comparable to them michigan michigan state comparable somewhat to houston stats against michigan state ohio state was listed as a plus 11 underdog last time they played they covered 77 to 70 was the final score they lost but they hit 12 threes the season high I don't like that score. I don't look too much into that. Take a little bit of those, and, and it's a lot closer to the spread. So then I look further. They were plus 12 against Purdue. They lost by 34 points. They were plus 12 against Michigan State the time before they played that. They lost by 18. They lost to Michigan 65-49 to 49 as eight-and-a-half-point dogs as well. I'm seeing a trend here, and that is that they get beat by teams that can make them run and teams that can score. Ohio State, they don't average that many points. That last game was a fluke, that first game of this tournament. They don't average many points at home, and whenever you got a team that can get cold for three or four minutes at a time against a Houston team that shoots 36.3 from three-point land, 70th in the nation. Ohio State, they allowed the six most three points in just in the Big Ten, just in the Big Ten. I don't, I don't see how they're going to stop them. I don't see how they're going to out-rebound them. This is Houston's game. This is Houston moment. I think Houston rides out. Pound Houston minus the points. Boom. There you have it, guys. So let's get some action on that Cougs game tonight and make it a little more fun. So, man, there you have it. I just put it on Twitter, everybody, that Jerry was dropping that. So there you have it. Go with the Cougs and the points. All right. Any other ones that we have? Actually, we have another caller here asking about another game. Do you want to get to that now, Jerry? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, Chris, what you got for us? You're on Moneyline. Yeah, I was going to see what the, if you had a pick for the Tennessee game that's about to tip. 
Yeah, it's a little scary to me, uh, to be honest with you. I think the number is a little high. I do think Tennessee wins this game, but Tennessee, they can be great on one day, and then another day they're going to confuse you. And you got Iowa, which to me, they're boring, but overall, okay, Iowa scores 78 points per game, Tennessee 81 right there. The discrepancy here, though, is is on the rebounds, where Tennessee, I think, is going to have a little bit of advantage on the boards. I just can't, I don't like it enough to bet it, to be honest. Uh, I I. I would. This is to be honest. This is a game where I pick. Uh, I, I I try to live bet. I'm hoping that Iowa comes out, gets a little hot, maybe takes a, a five point lead, and I can get this game to two possessions. I always tell people when they say uh, we talk about what's the difference, you know, between football gambling and we hear Christian Pena saying not long ago the amount of possessions, just like in football, three seven. Once it gets out of that seven, and uh, the the key numbers are gone, and you you're thinking, okay, I need X amount of time to make up X amount of percent thing in basketball. If I can get inside. Two possessions, then I know where I stand. I'll take Tennessee on the live bet if I can get them that way. But if other than that, man, let it roll. If you have must and the degenerate in your heart, like myself, and I might make the play, I take Tennessee on the team total over because if anything, I the reason they wouldn't cover in this situation, I think it would be more in their defense rather than their offense not being able to score against Iowa. So at the end of the day, Tennessee, if they don't cover, I think it's in a high scoring game and the ten, the team total gets there. Yeah, and that, that spread is at eight and a half, it looks like right now. See, so. eight and a half, it's going up further and further. Uh, more people are going to pound Tennessee, and it's just it's a tough game. I think there's uh, much more spots. I'm going to drop a big play on the UNC game here coming up soon, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Ooh, man, I love this time of year, man. Jerry's going to put more money in our pockets. That's always good. He's on an incredible run for the tournament. Make sure you check out his stuff on SportsMap at Jerry Bo Knows on Twitter. And, of course, we do have to have an update. The free Jerry Bow from Twitter. What what's going on with that? I'm still on lockdown. Twitter. You know what? We're gonna start a strike. Whenever I get home today, I need everyone out there listening to, to retweet this tweet because we're gonna hit up Twitter support. It's time we get to the to the end of this. They made me send at this point, and I'm gonna be real with y'all. Like we're all family here, right? So they asked me. Finally, somebody wrote back and they said, "Hey, we need you to write back." Basically, they under the under the constitutional rights, whatever that I'm not committing perjury, whatnot. But we need to get we need all your personal information, Jerry. Basically, your address, full name, phone number, things I don't want to give to a random person in Germany that reported me. <laughs> Only way I can get it off is to 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 give them this information, which they're going to forward to the account that suspended me. And, and now that person has my information. I said, you know what? I'm going to bite the bullet. Cool. Here's my information. They write me back 10 days. If the person doesn't contest it, you're good. Well, it's day 12. Really? Nothing. I've wrote back Twitter. Now they're not even responding to me. Now nothing. So we're going on strike today, Houston. Uh, Not even Houston. Everyone that's listening right now all around the nation. I know we got listeners all around the nation. We're going on strike today. When we get to Twitter, when I get home, we're putting that post. Please retweet it. We got to get to the bottom of this, especially on a run like this. We're, uh, I feel like we're being greedy. 30 and 11, and, and, and most of my followers don't even have it. <laughs> but, again, I'm, I'm embarrassed. Like I said, I, I posted the other day, it's, if it wasn't for you guys uh, writing me on, on private messages, like telling me, hey, how much it really helps and, and I, that how much you appreciate it and, and how much you're about the movement, man, sometimes I just, I just think, like, I, there's no way I'm going to rebuild this. It took me a lot, of, a lot of wins and a lot of pushing content, a lot of Josh making sure that, the, that my sports match stuff was up. Like, it took a lot of work for us to get that one yeah. account to that many people and then just to get it taken away on a video of a goal from an account that doesn't respond that's in Germany. I mean, just give me my punishment. 
engagement. Give me the Twitter uh, uh, community service, and let's be it's done garbage. with this. <laughs> it's garbage. It is garbage. In in the meantime, we're sharing a lot of Jerry's content on, on ESPN's Twitter account, which you know has quite a, a good amount of followers. That's at ESPN975. So if you don't follow that account on Twitter, go ahead and do it. I mean, we have... We have all kinds of great stuff on Twitter with the radio station. So we, you know, we tweet out Jerry's picks. We try and get it to as many people as we can. And AJ's hot right now yeah. as well. I saw that. So between just going to Sports Map and clicking on on AJ's uh, the the Dream Pod and my picks, I guarantee you that you'll have a lot more money in your pocket right now. He's just as hot as I am right now. Yeah, I mean, he went to Vegas this week. He's he's doing it upright. And that's a thing that I got to explain to you. You know me, like I don't. Jerry ain't one that just tips his hat and just say, "Hey, man, that guy's got something." And you. I'm telling you, AJ is. I tell him all the time, not just because he's my boss in a way. It's like outside of work and, and everything that I know as far as gambling and handicapping, he's got something. And he he was he was honored to be able to join the roundtable that is the best one in 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 this in in the states of of gambling, which is RJ Bell's Dream Pod, with some of the hardest hardest gamblers around, some of the best guys, Steve Fezzik, Esler. I mean, RJ, th- those are some big time guys, and and uh, AJ was there, and I mean, much. Props to you, AJ. No doubt about it. I saw this. Uh, you, you know, Liberty had that upset here in the tournament, and uh, so they they beat Mississippi State. Did you see that their coach said like when when they were down and they were trying to come back? He told him and Richie McKay. He said, "If we come back, we'll go to In and Out Burger." That's what he told his guys that if if they came back and won the game, they, he'd take them to In and Out Burger. Can I supersize? Yeah, can, can I get that animal style? And sure enough, that you know they came back, they won the game, and then there's some pictures of them on on Liberty Men's Basketball Twitter of them eating at In and Out Burger after the game. So, gotta ask, would, would that incentivize you at all to try and win a game if if you know you're getting some In In and Out Burger after the game? And then, of course, I have to ask this question because we all do this: In and Out Burger. Whataburger or Shake Shack? I'm glad you brought that up. And hell no, nah, in and out is trash. This is the same <laughs> thing as, as Trump bringing the Clemson team Wendy's for their victory. You know what I mean? Like, in and out is trash. And yeah, Josh, I have a bone to pick with you. Shake Shack is not better than Whataburger. How dare you? You saw that, did you? Hell yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you, I you, know, you know what else I saw? The NCAA post. The NCAA provides free Wi-Fi to student athletes at all uh, and all the teams' hotels during D1 men's basketball championships. This is a luxury Wi-Fi? <laughs> it's brand new. Have you heard of it? Like, this is a luxury? It's like when you're uh, driving down 610 and you see some of these real rinky-dinky uh, uh, motels, these roach motels, and, and they say HBO. <laughs> like... <laughs> HBO, yes. Let me turn around and go back. It says HBO microwave, and it's misspelled. And you're like, it's like man. complimentary breakfast, and it's like a bagel and some cornflakes. That's the worst, man. You go down there, and it's 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 just cornflakes too. You thinking, man, and it's like the big box. It's not like the little yeah. mini ones that you you can, you have to pour it out. And the, usually, the dudes watching you that works are like, hey, man, a little easy on the shaking, a little easy on the shaking. That's awesome. Yeah, that's not exactly the continental breakfast that I was imagining. Just cereal. Yeah, continental. <laughs> there, there needs to be a, a a line like, what makes it continental? Is it going to be warm? <laughs> Let, let's start with the attributes of a of a good warm breakfast. Because when you go down there, it's usually like some some old fruit. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it's got to have a waffle and a pancake maker at least something hot. Yeah, waffle uh, and pancake for sure. I'm kind of with you, and that's pretty. That's pretty cheap, right? You know that that doesn't that didn't cost much. 
So, no, I, I'm with you there. And I did want to get to this story just because you guys know I, I'm not a big fan of the Ball family, right? LeVar Ball, all the balls. I, I don't have a ball with the balls. I can't stand these guys. So, did you see, this makes me so happy to report, that Lonzo had $1.5 million stolen from him by one of Big Baller Brand's co-founder. Did you see that? I did see that. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, my Gosh, what is going on here? We saw this coming, though. Is this a surprise? Uh, of course we saw this coming. And what's so great about this is this guy, is, he's friends you know, with, <laughs> with the dad, LeVar, right? And if, a little bit about his background, went to jail for, uh, I believe, some type of money laundering. So he's definitely the guy you want in charge of your NBA son's uh, million and a half dollars. So this is the greatest thing ever. In October... An email sent to Lonzo and his father under the subject line, urgent, one and a half million dollars missing. Okay, that was in October. They opened that email this week. I mean, just think about that. You get an email, and in the subject line is urgent, $1.5 million missing. Nah, I'll get to it later. You know, I'm, I've got too many emails to get through. I, I'm not going to open this one up. So, yeah, so it comes out. The money's missing, and... I believe, actually, LaMelo is, is separating, right, from Big Baller Brand now. Isn't he going to Nike or something like that? That money's missing because it went down with the shoe deal. <laughs> That's where all that money's at. It's like, we don't want you. Nike's over there like, we don't want you. But I guess what it's just, it's just a headache. It's, people haven't even gotten their shoes. No. Uh, what if Lonzo was traded during all this whenever the shoes, you remember the colorway from the shoes? It was those black stainless steel looking things, just those bricks. And they had Laker colors. Imagine if they, yes. Lonzo gets traded. And it's, 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 it's a throwback edition at that point. It, no doubt. And it's funny. The Better Business Bureau, the other three Bs instead of Big Baller Brand, they gave them an F as a grade. So you know you're doing something right when the Better Business Bureau is giving you an F for people not getting their shoes, not getting stuff on time, stuff never showing up. And uh, the, the guy that, that basically scammed him out of the money, his name's Alan Foster, and he was released from prison in 2010 for a separate, completely unrelated money laundering scheme that he cooked up and then later met LeVar Ball upon his release. Once he realized Lonzo was a real-life NBA prospect, he started gassing up LeVar and complimenting him. And you know how LeVar is with his personality. He loves him some LeVar. And basically, he just kind of weaseled his way into their circle and ended up scamming them out of a million, yeah, $1.5 million dollars. So, uh, I can't, you know, it couldn't happen to a better person, or maybe not. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> not. not. Yeah, I mean, who didn't see this coming, man? It's a guy that was literally put in prison for money laundering, and then you put him in charge of the finances, and then you're surprised that money goes missing, and you don't even read the email for months. So, I'm sorry, man, but that's kind of on you. So I have no problem with that. Ball so, till you fall. Yeah, no doubt about it. So I just, I, I just wanted to share that story with everybody to brighten your Sunday. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I guess they say uh, don't mix business with with family, right? Yeah. And on this one, you thought, man, this has the working of something special. People wanted to. They thought it was going to change the landscape of these big uh, shoe companies running the game and and people doing things a certain way. There's a certain. There's a way 
to do things structured and it works. And that's why these big athletes, that's why Harden's got this big old. You think Harden hasn't had uh, people come to him with these random business propositions sure. saying, hey, man, why don't you do it like this? No, the beard's got that big old contract and he's sitting home uh, not worried about the business, uh, the better business bureau or anything of that. I just can't wait. Uh, 10, let's say 10, 12, let's say more. 20 years from now, what are we going to remember from the the big baller brand? People are not even going to rem- uh, believe it true. Yeah. Like they're going to say, no way. The, uh, one of the best prospects coming into NBA let his dad basically run that. And it, I mean, how much of a joke was that? How much airtime did did he get during those yeah. few months? It was everywhere you saw, you saw LeVar Ball. He was on like first take and undisputed. You'd see him on there with like Skip Bayless. This brand is going to last less time than Starberries did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you're right. For sure. Or the Shaq brand that was just god awful. <laughs> Man, there was quite a few over the years, right? The what was it, the, the British Knights and the L.A. gear? How about the Hakeems, <laughs> the Spaldings? Yeah, the Hakeems, the man. Them things were bo- bo- <laughs> Weighed like eight pounds. Yeah, for real. I saw somebody lose an ankle with one of those. Rest in peace. When we get back, all you Cowboys fans, I know you're listening right now, and you're probably like, man, why is they jabbing at them? Why are they? Why do-? Well, no, I got good news for the Cowboys, and I think that the Cowboys offseason, they're doing things different. Some people say, hey, go spin. But I keep saying, there was only a few guys that you wanted to spin on. Cowboys, yeah, everybody knew they wanted Earl Thomas. This, but Earl Thomas' price kept rising. And as soon as the safety market went up, so did his. You saw that the market slowly went, it, it dwindled down, down to where it came to a point where Earl Thomas just went basically and signed. He had one other deal on the table, which they said that he was going to sign with the Chiefs for one year. That's what they were saying. Wow. And all of a sudden, the Ravens came up and scooped him out of nowhere. He said he was ready to go to the Chiefs. They were going to sign him on a one-year deal, which he was disappointed in because he didn't see what he thought he was going to see. Instead, the Ravens scooped him, grabbed him, and that's that. But why did the Cowboys stay put? Why? Why did the Cowboys get rid of, say, like uh, Beasley, somebody, you know, not, not a big name, but somebody to that offense that plays a pivotal role in his little slot position? Why? Why are they not worried about things? We'll talk about that when we get back. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Clutch City Cam, Jerry Bow, Josh Jordan with you on this beautiful Sunday. Got some more action coming on in the tournament today. If you missed it a little earlier, Jerry likes the Cougs. Cougs and the points. That's where he's leaning for one of his best plays of the day. So if you missed that, go ahead and fire on it. Jerry's got your back there. And uh, we're talking a little bit just quickly about the Cowboys last segment. And we wanted to just expand on that a little bit and kind of maybe what their strategy is here during free agency. So, Jerry, tell the people, what what did you kind of come across with them? Just from an overall standpoint, whenever you make free agency moves or you do off-season transactions, it's to better your team, right? To sure. put you in a better position. But 
the Cowboys, for once in a long time, they could say, we're right where we want to be if they believe in Dak. Don't get me wrong. I got I got a best friend that is a diehard Cowboys fan, and he hates Dak. Yeah. You know what I mean? He says when you're there at the stadium, you can see what's going on. And you see how much he misses. You see the progression that he's got, and it, it misses. But right now it seems like the words from there is that they believe in Dak, and some people are saying that they're going to give him a big contract. So whenever you think of a big contract, let's think about their young players, you know, from, from Lawrence to, to uh, you know, Vanderish is still in, uh, early in this thing, but at one point you're going to have to keep him. Uh, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott, uh, these are players that you want to keep. Sure. What what benefit do they have going out? Earl Thomas was the only person that I really wanted them to to see them get that I think would have been a good fit. I think sure. that he would have, I mean, especially with that way the defense played, like, I know being in Houston, you t- tend to hear a lot of dogging on the cow, but the truth is that the Cowboys were stout last year on that defense, and yeah. they were young. It's been few off seasons coming into the off season, and 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 I'll be I'll go ahead and admit it. I remember reading something coming into the off season, and they, they it was like on PFF or something, and they said something about the Cowboys young secondary looking to make noise, and I laughed. I remember coming on here on the show, and I said, what noise? And then slowly but surely throughout yep. the year, you saw them shutting people down. They got the right chess pieces in place. They have them. Why would you go out there and overspend in a market that, that lost value, that saw certain players set the value of the market and blow it up, Landon Collins? Blow it up to where everyone else was expecting more money. Why do that when you have in-house talent, young talent? It's not like they got old talent. They got young guys. I would stick with that. I think the Cowboys are on the right track, and I'm I'm excited to see where they go from here. I, I really do. I'm more excited. The question here is Dak, though. Don't get me wrong. If once they extend him, if well, he'll be what either holds the franchise down or or and 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 me personally, I'm not a, a Dak hater. I'm not. I'm not. I do. I think that he. I don't think he's had the the all these great weapons at the same time either, though. You know what I mean? He, an, an older Des Bryant. Don't get me wrong, though. Again, I talk about my Dallas friends because they tell me, dude, you didn't. You weren't at the game. Like, like Des was still beating these guys. I don't care what those numbers say. Des was getting open enough to where he could throw it to him, and he just wasn't making the throw. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting with them, right? Because you got Byron Jones, really good cornerback for them, young player. He's 26. This is the last year of his contract, so they're going to have to re-up with him as well. Zeke Elliott's coming up. Amari Cooper's coming up. They're just being smart. They know they have a lot of good players that they're going to have to pay and keep. And then, you know, what? Dak gets that big contract, that really, it limits you, right? Because when you have to pay that quarterback the big money, like we saw that with the Seahawks, right, to where – you know, once Russell Wilson got the big money, well, the Legion of Boom wasn't really there anymore. You yeah. couldn't really pay all those guys anymore. And so that's kind of, I think, where Dallas is being smart. They know they're going to have to – Dak's going to get a lot of money. He plays quarterback. So that's just – that's what it is. And they're going to hold on to him. Jerry just wants to be relevant every year. You know, so they're going to hold on to Dak. It makes a lot of sense. And then that's going to happen here with the Texans pretty soon is, is once they have to pay Deshaun the big money – you're not going to have all that extra cap space, which makes it kind of perplexing right now that they're not, while they have him under that cheap deal, they're not going out and spending all the money. So, you know, it really makes you wonder, like, why? 
And that's the mode right now of look at all the playoff teams that made the, the look at all the teams that made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Most of them have the young quarterback yeah. still able to fill a positions around him. That's what Dallas is trying to do right now. They got young pieces all around them. They cut uh you know when they when they went went away from Dez uh, the other year, a few years back. Whenever now they're saying, "Hey Sean Lee, like we love you and we know you're the quarterback of this defense. We know that." But there's youngsters. Like, yeah. uh, if you would have told me a year and a half, two years ago, that even when before, like right after the draft, when they got Vanderish, if you would have told me, man, they're going to be willing to let go of, of Sean Lee next year and he's going to have to come back for significantly low money, I would have said, you're lying. That's the guy that runs that defense. They've drafted so well, and these players, they've taken chances. Look at the chances they've taken on some of these guys, yeah. and it's panned out. And now this is what you get. You get what you deserved. You earned this, and now you have a window, a window of a young defense with two young guys. Usually when you get a, 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 a and usually, don't get me wrong, you got Goff and Gurley, two youngs, but for the most part, you'll have a, a veteran guy, one either your running back and your quarterback's usually young, you know, vice versa. You have two young guys here, you know, considerably young. Sure. Young defense. They're there. The offensive line is something you usually don't worry about there. Those are the elements of a good team, a strong run game, a strong defense, <laughs> young, uh, 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 an owner that will go out there and, and, and spend money if he has to. He don't care. And if, if he's not spending money right now, there's got to be something to this. It's not just, oh, the Cowboys are sitting around. They're going to be the Cowboys. It's not that. It, that. That's just played out, man. That man wants to win. He wants them to be relevant more than anybody out there. At the end of the day, we can hate on Jerry Jones all we want, but if he was the the owner of your team, you would love him, man, because he lives for that. He he's never gonna turn his back, and he's he, until he dies, he will live and die for that. And he, at least he's interesting, right? That's where the Texans just come off as that's the same crap every year, and it just gets boring. At least with Jerry Jones, you know he'll he'll hold your attention for a while. Yeah, and I mean, how about a slap in the face of the Texans? The Cowboys go and get Christian Covington for what, like two million dollars? I mean that that is a position that you. You weren't super deep in, and Christian Covington, I think, had his best year last year. And, and, and again, another move where you're just like, really? Like, Texans, like, you, you let Christian Covington go, a guy who's kind of on the rise, to to the Cowboys for less than $3 million. It's just kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's peculiar, and that's why I kind of like what the Browns are doing, right? They've got Baker Mayfield on that cheap rookie deal, so now they go out and they can afford to add guys like Odell Beckham in that big contract because their quarterback is – He's affordable right now, so I, I just I just like to see the Texans do that. I, I feel like there's this little window for them right now where JJ is still a really good player, and you know he's going to be 30 pretty soon. You know how many more good years does he have left? And then you're going to have to pay Deshaun pretty soon. So I feel like like now is the time they should be pushing all their chips in, and it seems like they're they're playing it conservative again. They did, and and it came to a point where they missed out on the big names of free agency, so they started taking these one year shots. Like, like yeah. we mentioned earlier, there's a pattern here. One one or short deals with guys that had big years, at least one at towards the beginning of their career, and they're they're hoping that they could get back to their old ways. That's exactly what is going on. Don't get me wrong. Now, sometimes you have to gamble, and yeah. if it pays off, if any of these, if, then you got to steal. But again. What's to say that that guy, he never pinky promised you he's going to be back after this one-year deal. Once he is, say he is, say Roby goes back to being a lockdown guy. 
What's to say that they're going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a, a deal since you signed us to that one year. Like, I owe you one, man. Uh-huh. No, that's not the way this works. This is a business, so you're taking a chance. You're gambling on the gamble. Yeah, you really are. So and if he has a good year, then, yeah, you're probably not going to be able to resign him next year because he's going to want so much money. So that's my biggest concern with the Texans is how are they going to fix the cornerback situation in the offensive line when they just keep signing guys to one-year deal? You're just pushing it one year down the road. You know, you're not really fixing anything. One year down the road, what happens with Will Fuller next year? Oh, man, we got to see if he can stay healthy. And Kiki QT also, man. Like, they, they got it. You, you, you don't build – it's impossible to build team chemistry when when – key positions are being constantly just rotated with with different players each year. I mean, especially offensive line. I mean, that's the one thing we've struggled with the most, where you need the most unity, and they keep putting in these one-year plug-and-play players, and I mean... And developing talent is not really their strong suit. No. You know what I mean? Like, you don't feel like we get a lot of third or fourth round guys that get coached up into being good players. Like, I don't feel like that's the case. I want an entire sample size. I want... I want... A whole season of Fuller and Watson. Yeah. Because we know what they can be when they're together. We know that. That's not even a question. We know that that's who he looks for. We know he can drop it in there. We know that that Fuller's got the speed. We know that. Can we get a full season? Can we get Kiki... Uh, game after game after game, and not just hoping like man. Every every week he was on the on the injury report, yeah. and you're just hoping like, what if we had everyone out there? What if we had Hopkins, Kiki, Fuller, everyone at one time? What is going to be like? It seems like we'll never know. No, I mean they're too banged up. So this this is the crucial year for Will Fuller. He, he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, and like and and not just for one game. And like I said, we want the sample size with all these guys. Okay, asking sixteen games is a lot in a football season. Yes, injuries happen. Give me thirteen. Give me of, yeah. of all three though. I want all three with. I guess asking for a, a better line. Let's say decent. And we, I was gonna say decent, but they were so so poor that uh, slightly upgrading the line isn't gonna make them decent. They're still poor. <laughs> Give us a decent line, something to work with, something at least to look forward to. Yeah, we, we can't have Watson keep getting hit like that. They, they got to protect this guy. He's the one really, really valuable piece. They got to protect him. And we'll get to this a little bit more on the other side, but we we, we have some more stuff on the Texans here. It's And I want to get to my mock draft real quickly and, and tell you who I picked for the Texans and, and kind of let you know about that player. So you're listening to Moneyline. We'll be right back. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5. From the pressure, too hot for TV, for cheesy. Too many want to be hard, be easy. It's all in the gather, going all out together. It don't take much to please me. Still, homes are never satisfied like the stones. We don't get don't fight and This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN 975.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 975 studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. There you heard it. My bookie was just mentioned right there. And speaking of my bookie, we're gonna have some more plays from Jerry Bow here throughout the day. So Stick close to your radio if you want to fire off on some of these college hoops games. Jerry will get you in the right bet. Real quickly, we we're talking Texans in the draft uh, last segment, and uh, my latest mock draft 2.0 is up on Sports Map. If you want to go check it out, 
Uh, in mock draft one, I had the Texans going with a cornerback. I had him taking Greedy Williams, the corner out of LSU, who I think would obviously be an upgrade for the Texans secondary. They they need a corner that might play on the team for more than one year. That would be nice. So I, I thought he was the best player available when I did mock draft 1.0. So now 2.0 has dropped, and I, I changed my mind this time. I, I'm not screwing around. I'm taking a tackle for the Texans. I feel like they have just painted themselves into a corner to where they have to take a tackle. So the problem is, is some of these guys, uh, some of these guys, they're, they're not really truly first-round quality tackles. And that, that's who you're going to probably have to reach for if you're the Texans at pick 23, if, if you're going to want to get a tackle. So you're going to have to get a guy that's kind of border first line and second round. And, you know, that's not great value when you have to reach for guys like that. But I just feel like they can't get cute and not address tackle with their first pick because – when you look at their following selections, they have two picks in the second round. I don't think any of these guys are going to be there when they get to their pick in the second round. So I think they're going to have to go ahead and take a tackle, just the one they like the best in the first round. So I put him this time. I put him with the old Miss left tackle, Greg Little. I think I think he's going to be better than anybody they have on their roster. I think I think eventually he's going to be a really good player, but he might take some time. Kind of remember when they drafted Dwayne Brown, it took him some time to kind of to get going. He even split some time his rookie year, not playing, you know, every snap. And then eventually we all know he became a pro bowler, really good player. So hopefully that's the case. If the Texans end up grabbing Greg Little here, I think he'd be a good fit for him. And and that's what I'm going with there. So if you want to check it out, there's some of his uh, some clips and some of his highlights that I put in the mock draft as well. So if you're a big Texans fan, you're a draft guy, go check out Sports Map. Check out my article. So just wanted to mention that, guys. I think they got to go tackle. I don't think they can mess around and just hope there's a tackle in the second round. They got to get this thing fixed and fixed in a hurry. They got to. They got to take a shot. And we talk about taking gambles on certain times in free agency, but right here, the moment you're at this late, you didn't get exactly where you wanted to in free agency. They, you got to go now. Yes. There's no playing around with this. No, I mean, I know they, they, they got that little Band-Aid signing with Khalil the, the other day, but I'm not super hopeful that that's going to be meaningful for him. And when we were talking to Cody Stutes before the show, he was not even sure he's going to make the roster. So th- that's not exactly comforting. No, <laughs> not at all. Let me comfort you right now with some bread in your pocket. Let's Woo. go. Washington, UNC. What do you get here? A Washington team that runs zone. Now, whenever you go up against a zone, you look for teams that have got familiarity with it. When you think of North Carolina, you think of they've played, they played Syracuse, which I think Syracuse is a much better zone than Washington. Against Syracuse, they scored over 90 points against that zone. Don't be scared of that. The play here is going to be the team total, North Carolina over. Now, Washington, they played one ACC team this year, Virginia Tech. They lost by 12. They allowed 73 points to that Virginia Tech team. UNC, they played one game against a Pac-12 opponent. They scored 90 points. So right there is about where we need to get because that spread that, that totals at 80. Now, I think that the ability of North Carolina to offensive rebound, they're the one of the best offensive rebounding on the team, uh, team in the nation. And we talked about that with the Houston game when they played Georgia State, saying a team that can offensive rebound playing against a zone 
that's bad. That zone team defense is not going to be able to stop the uh, t- uh, the the offensive team from getting uh, second chances. The offensive boards are going to be open all day. Expect North Carolina to jack up shots. Washington, they're going to try to slow this game down to try to make it their pace, take uh, North Carolina out of the element. But you saw that in the first game, they were sped up. It worked to their advantage, but they were 58% from the three-point line. You're not going to see that again. You're not going to see a 10-18 and 18 performance. You're not going to see that. I don't think so. And if they do, it's going to cost me nothing because I'm on the over team total. Again, I think that they will be sped up. UNC will get a lot of easy points, uh, a lot of fast break points, and the the double-digit spread doesn't hurt me at all either. Some people say, hey, man, my team doesn't, uh, my, my book doesn't offer team totals. First, A, get you my bookie. They do. B, Bet, I guess, Tar Heels minus the spread at that point because they're 5-0 and against the spread uh, double digit, uh, as double-digit favorites over the last five. I think they can get there. I don't see how they don't get to the 80 point. They've, they've surpassed 80. They've scored 100 against a few. They're going to get there. They're going to score. Look for North Carolina to surpass the team total. Ooh, I like that. I actually picked them in my bracket to win the whole thing. Yeah, that's. I'm telling you, it's a good pick. Ninety. They scored ninety five point seven points out of conference this year. Uh, Washington allowed seventy seven point five points per game to teams out of conference. I'm sure those teams weren't as good as North Carolina. I'm telling you, this is North Carolina's moment. They're going to run away with it. Man, there you have it, guys. Jerry Bow dropping picks, putting some cash in your pocket. He's going to be updating his plays. Make sure you check that out on Sports Map. A Cinderella's about to lose her slipper coming up. Next segment, we'll give out one more play. I smell a stanky foot on a Cinderella. Oh, you're going to want to stick around for that. You're listening to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. All right, we are back on Moneyline. So this is our last segment. Jerry even has some more plays that he's going to be giving out. So if you guys have been listening and you stuck with us, you are going to be rewarded. You have behaved well today. You were getting some more of Jerry Bo's free picks on Moneyline. He already said take the Cougs and the points. What else you got for the people, Jerry? We're going to see this 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 slipper off the Cinderella. We're going to take it because it stinks. You see, Irvine, <laughs> your time is up now. We rode you in the first game. I had you in, in brackets winning outright and going forward. But when you run into a team like Oregon that's playing as good as anybody in the in the country right now, and they're tough, they're, they're physical, I just don't see how UCI is going to be able to compete with them in this game. It's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to be scrappy. But ultimately, I think that Oregon pulls out the win. Take out Oregon uh, minus five as one of the bets today. Another bet. We're trying to get to this so, uh, before the show ends. Virginia, minus 11. Virginia's got that defense. We saw them come out that first game, and some people were saying, oh, my gosh, they're about to get upset. And you saw them. They were down, I believe, six at halftime. They ended up thrashing in the second half. Maybe that was good for them. Maybe that was something to wake them up. But at the end of the day, 
They're a team that dominates when double-digit seeds. They they have the ingredients to take you out of your game, and I just don't see how the uh, how Virginia doesn't just blow them out. I think this is uh, two easy bets. Well, let's recap all four of them. So we have U of H minus the points. We have North Carolina team total over. We have Oregon minus the points, and we have Virginia minus the points. Boom! There you have it, everybody. Get in there. Get on to my bookie. Get your bets placed. Hey, it's going to be fun. You want to bet on the Cougs, make the game a little more exciting, right? Put yeah. a little money on it. And that's and that's the hardest bet of the, the night. So uh, hopefully we can win on all these other bets, build yourself a bankroll, and kill it on that night game. Just uh, one more thing on Virginia. Out of conference uh, opponents, they win by an average of 21.7 points. Don't be scared Ooh. of that double digits. Wow. There you have it, guys. Feel free. Jerry feels good about these picks. And if you haven't been keeping up with it, Jerry's been on fire for the tournament. So he's on a good streak right now. So jump on with him. Make yourself some money. Before we get out of here, I, I did want to bring this up. I saw this story. It's, it's on Barstool. I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, this is all for all you uh, heroin enthusiasts out there listening. So check this out. Uh, New Jersey heroin dealers named their most deadly strain of heroin after this one superstar athlete. So before I tell you who it is, Cam, if you were going to name your best smack after a, an athlete, basketball, football, what, whatever, baseball, who would it be? That's a great question, Josh. And because heroin is also known as smack, I feel like it's got to be somebody that talks a lot of smack. <laughs> Fair. Um, man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of blanking on this one. Um, I, I'm, I know it's going to be a football player. <laughs> Correct. I, I feel, I feel strong about that one. Smack, man. I got mine. I'm going to go quarterback. Okay. I'm going to go quarterback. It's not. Tom Brady? Hmm. And I will hold that response. Jerry, what do you got? I would go Vontaze Burfick. Vontaze Burfick. Ooh, that's a <laughs> nice Guaranteed one right there. to knock you out. <laughs> that's a good one right that's there. That's actually a pretty good one. All right. Yeah, I mean, you could see, like, some people, maybe if they go NBA, they'd go Michael Jordan or LeBron or something like that. Oh, but I mean, Antonio Brown. That's all, all he's been doing the last two weeks is talking smack. I, maybe Antonio Brown. <laughs> Antonio seems, uh, Brown. And if Heron had a face, it would be his face with that, with that <laughs> yeah. mustache. And, wa- and wide receivers are prima donna and, and volatile with their attitudes and stuff. So this is perfect for heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've ever done heroin <laughs> you're not a heroin enthusiast but that's okay no we're, we're just playing a little game here and here's a, f- a few of them they actually have quite a few of these uh, different strains of heroin the fat albert the quiet storm the panda the hot sauce <laughs> ace of spades they actually have one called nfl but cam you are correct the strongest heroin strain is called tom brady Tommy oh. Brady, that is the, well. <laughs> the, the, the most powerful stuff you can get. It's called Tom Brady, and apparently that's what's causing the, causing the most overdoses, and that's how they actually ranked all these strains of heroin. The second one is called NyQuil, and what I thought was interesting, the third one is called Blue Magic, and if I remember right, wasn't that the one from the movie uh, American Gangster with Denzel? I swear they yeah, called that. Yeah, it was Blue Magic. Blue Magic, so apparently Blue Magic, very popular for many decades, so there there you go, guys. There is your heroin update for st- today. Sticking to the movie theme, I see last coming in last place uh, on, on a down year, Training Day. Training with, Day with <laughs> uh, two fatal overdoses this year. I that Tom Brady, the most fatal overdoses, eighty four fatal do- overdoses they've seen. Man, 
Training day needs to step up its game. (laughs) Training day needs to step up its game, man. It's only killed two people this year. I wonder what Tom Brady thinks of this. Will he endorse? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Tom Brady... What do y'all think about Robert Kraft trying to to say this is against the amendment to to show that video? That video's got to be wherever it's at. It needs to be. It needs to be vanished. Yeah, you know that's what he wants. But we live in the TMZ world now. You know that thing's dropping. You know TMZ is going to have that video at some point. Be honest here. You going to watch the video at least for a second just to see what happened? <laughs> well, Jerry, I work in the sports media business, and it is my job. No, to I'm be saying outside of work. Like, are you going to be in a speedo at home watching this <laughs> this video of Kraft? I heard he was getting dropped off at the place, and they need to get to that driver. They need that's that's where you get to the bottom of this FBI. I'm going to solve this for you, and then you solve Twitter for me and get that guy. But you go and find the driver. Whoever was dropping him off, I doubt he was telling the guy, hey, drop me off at Supercuts. Yeah. Oh, it's, the, the driver always knows everything. We saw it in the movie Punisher. The little uh, the little short <laughs> yeah. driver knew everything about the family. Yeah, get to the driver. That's where you're going to get the goodies. And, and he'll uh, he'll sell out quick, I believe. You know, Robert Kraft is probably like, man, you got to disappear for a while. Like, uh-huh. They're going to come looking for us. But, I mean, he just went there for a massage. There's nothing illegal about that. What? what, what? Mm. <laughs> He's old, man. Yeah. He's, his bones and stuff are, are brittle. And, yeah. You know, his life alert. Is it working? He has, he's got to get some sort of. Yeah. What if your masa- uh, your masseuse uh, was the one that had to hit the life alert? They need to have the life alert commercial where, where it's the grandma and she's like, "Oh, I've fallen to- and yes. I can't get up." The masseuse pops up and she's like, "Don't worry, Robert." She calls him Robbie. Don't worry, Robbie. Robbie. Did you see? Like, I think she's the police report. I think she's in like her fifties. You know, so I'm just like, at least know. he was playing to his age bracket. <laughs> yeah, at least she was age appropriate for him, I guess. But. I don't know. I just wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> just saying. I don't know. I think I might shop around a little bit. <laughs> well, we'll end today's show on that note. But no, honestly, thank you uh, once again for joining us as you do every single Sunday morning, letting us bring you as many winners as we try we can. And during football season, we try to get you on game for everything fantasy, leading you up to kickoff for all you new listeners. We're a fantasy football show. We're a fantasy gambling sh- or a football gambling show, but we extended it. Luckily, yeah. the people here at the at Gallon Media liked us enough to say, "Hey, you guys keep coming back, keep giving out the winners, keep keep making people laugh every Sunday morning." And I hope that we accomplished that for you. No doubt, we we gave you some Tom Brady and some heroin talk today, so I hope you guys like that. But seriously, let's recap Jerry's pick real quick before we go. You got the Cougs minus the points, right? Team total on North Carolina was at the over. Yep. What was the other one? Uh, Oregon, minus five, and then Virginia in a blowout, minus the points. Put those four, maybe even throw a little parlay in there. We're going to celebrate and check on Sports Map. Uh, I'll be I'll be updating all throughout the day my live plays. We're about to have a lot, a lot of fun to, throughout the day, so make sure you check that out. Do it. At Jerry Bo Knows now with an S and at ESPN 97.5. At Josh Jordan 97.5 as well. Don't you, I know you guys have been clicking all over that, uh, that, that mock draft. I love it. It's wonderful. If you want to get a gist of where these teams are kind of thinking, trust me, this – this man, he hangs with Lance. You think he doesn't know a little bit of the inside stuff? He does. So I, that's somebody I would listen to. So as always, thank you for joining us once again for Josh, for Cam, for Hector, for Jerry Bonos with the S. Peace. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.